Has sex positivity failed us as sexual beings? Is there pressure to be fuckable and sexy? Have you listened to the awesome new podcast from Adventures? No, seriously, have you? You really should. This is basically life, looking at how folks are sexing, loving, and living. And I'm your host, Tiff Muga. Hi, everybody. I am so excited to finally be a guest on the Basically Live podcast. I've been seeing all the cool kids on this podcast and I'm like, what the fuck is Tiffany not inviting me? I'm her big sister, but maybe that's why she's not been inviting me. So my name is Nanada Kwasichiyama and I'm the author of The Sex Lives of African Women, also co-founder of Adventures from the Bedrooms of African Women and Tiff's big sister. That's Nana, pronouns she, her. Nana is all the damn things. She co-founded an award-winning blog called Adventures from the Bedrooms of African Women and is now the co-host of a podcast of the same name. She also dropped a dope-ass book, The Sex Lives of African Women. And most importantly, she's my big sister and a big reason that Hala actually exists. We're going to start this podcast and we must drag each other. Okay, let me drag myself (laughs) first, right? Before I actually ask the first question, I always ask, the reason you have not been on this podcast is because I was supposed to come to Ghana. And I was like, there's no way we are doing basically life without us sitting, having a glass of wine, thinking about our lifestyle choices, sweating in Ghana. Because I sweat mm-hmm. in Ghana every time I come. Stand <laughs> and, right? and is that a good thing? I don't know, Chomam. The way my temperature gauge is set up, and then I get sulky. But anyway, that is the reason you have not been on. Because I was like, I'm coming. And then... <sighs> travel documents it'll be travel documents hey but that's a story for another day but my first question is always how are you are you good like where's your heart at where are you at are you good uh can I just say in general I don't like the question because <laughs> I feel like I only like to like say the good and happy things and to be honest I am fine I am good I have no complaints I'm just tired you know like probably everybody else it's one thing after the other but it's all good stuff I can't complain I cannot complain so yeah life in general is good I just want to spend more time on the beach reading my book drinking wine you know what don't we all just with our titties out just drinking <laughs> exactly. wine like, like I don't understand <laughs> like of all the things humans could have evolved to do having a nine to five that's what that's what we came out with and some of us don't even have a nine to five anymore right I I I, I don't know I feel like I work in different shifts right like at the moment my nanny's on leave mm-hmm. so my shift kind of starts at 5 20 when my daughter wakes up and she's like mommy I want milk and then she pulls my hair 20 she pulls my hair until I get out and make her milk so she's my first employer right and then I'm busy with her till like I take her to school and then it's like oh some me time where I go on my walk like your white woman walk I have my white woman walk I love I that for you walk and then like come back and then I sit down around 10 and then I have a shift that's like from 10 to like 3 30 mm-hmm. and then I go pick up my daughter and that's another shift that's like from 4 p.m till 7 30 when she falls asleep and then I have like two hours of me time before she wakes up because she wakes up like every two hours unless somebody's in bed with her so the trick is to get back in bed with her before she wakes up oh nice nice yes. you've got it on lock and focused so you re- you you've got you've got multiple jobs, my baby. You've got I multiple do. jobs. I really do. <laughs> but 
you have been part of the reason you have multiple jobs is because you are such a badass. You are such a badass. And now we need to actually first start with before you like we talk about your badassery and like, you know, your sex positive journey, because that is the focus of this podcast. We have to start with the things that we always talk about on this podcast. What has been like sex and dating like been for you? Just a general overview. Like, what's that been like? Oh, you know what? I feel like my sex and dating life can be so unpredictable because if you had asked me this question maybe like two weeks ago, I'd be like, it's boring. But then last week I had two incredible hookups. What? No. Yes. 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 It was like a Monday night hookup with this young man I really fancy. And then it was like a Friday afternoon hookup with this young woman that I had no idea was into me. And that was what? just in the course of a week. But then I can also go like three months where there's nothing happening and I'm running to my bestie like, I'm going through a dry spell. But really, I'm also <laughs> just sitting in my house going through a dry spell and not going anywhere, right? So things just flip <laughs> for me all of the goddamn time. Yeah, so right now I'm, I'm feeling like, you know, sexy, hot and desirable. What? You're putting it out there? Like, what are these pheromones and where can we buy them? Because what <laughs> do you mean? Like within a week like you just within like a week, somebody you vibed yes. with and then somebody else who slid into the dms hey. yeah like this first person was somebody that we'd already like hooked up before and had been really good but then i was feeling like quite irritated because you know when people keep whatsapp and you're like hey how you doing and i'm oh, like my days give me a date say nana do you want to hang out on this day and then one day i was just like irritated i'm like you know what's like I don't have energy for this. And he was like, how about I come over right now? And I was like, I'm sleepy and in bed. And he was like, I can join you in bed. And I was Ooh. like, oh, oh, okay. I'm feeling a bit more wide awake now. Ooh. You know? <laughs> Suddenly it's like, oh, okay. The sleep has gone. The, the, the sleep know, has gone. Right? <laughs> what do you mean? No, I love that for you. Like, you know what I've always loved about like chatting to you about sex? And I think, mm. you know, as like you say, my big sister, oh gosh, I love you so much. But I love you too, it's the ability to be so open about your sex life, right? And I think that is one of the most powerful things that I've ever learned about like speaking about sex and engaging with sex is how you've always been so open right and using your own personal narrative right so like in terms of that please tell me a little bit about your sex positive journey and while you're doing that i'm running to get my charger i can hear you from the other <laughs> tell me about your sex positive journey my sex positive journey i have to say i think tiff you were the first person to have described me as sex positive and at the time i was like hmm, what does this mean like i didn't really have a sense of what it actually meant right i kind of felt like I think at the time I had a limited understanding of sex positives. I just want to acknowledge that you were one of the people who helped me expand my understanding of sex positive and think, okay, yes, this is an identity that I can rock with. Um, I love that for me. I love that for <laughs> me. I feel like I must go down in history for that. Like totally. that's, one of the, that's one of the things you put in your Twitter bio. Uh, helped <laughs> Nana figure out sex positivity. Like that's a Twitter bio like thing, fam. Yeah. So I think I was doing sex positivity without thinking of it as sex positivity or really understanding what the term itself meant. And Tiff, I learned from you all of the time. So I also just want to acknowledge that and put that out there in the world. Um, but yes, you know, in 2009, my best friend for freaking life, that's what we call each other, Malaika, and I started a blog, Adventures from the Bedrooms of African Women. 
And I guess that's when my sex positive journey started because I started reflecting deeply on my own sexual experiences, mm-hmm. writing about it. Because mm-hmm. for me, writing is how I think, right? Putting it out there in the world, which allowed people an opportunity to engage with it, to ask me further questions. And yeah, I think that's what started me on this journey of sex positivity, started me on this journey of questioning everything I had been told growing up of unlearning and just really committed myself to experiencing joy and pleasure in my body and in my life. Like that, that is so powerful. Like, and I think the, the thing of like using personal narratives, right? Because we, like, whenever we engage with like people who know about sex education and sex positivity, they always come as like these experts and they're like, you know, this is why dental dams and this is why this. And, you know, when you look at the, what's, what's that, that framework, comprehensive sex education and things like that, but you never know about like what they're doing. Right. And just the fact that I remember when I first met you and like you were on this panel and then I came up to you and I was like, hi, what you do is so amazing and I can't deal. And you were just so open and everyone else on the panel was like quite heady and quite like, you know, activisty. And you just came and you were just so, so open and like you've used your personal narrative. And I think one of the questions like I want to ask you is that do you ever feel pressure to have like a certain narrative because you're sex positive. Cause I was joking with somebody how all the sex positive people I know, um, either we all pole dance. So somebody needs to pole dance. Somebody needs to be kinky. Um, like me, I, I even went through my, like, you know, putting my body on the, on the internet streets. And like, I, I had a moment where I was just like, okay, there's times when I felt pressure to like be a certain way? Has that ever been like, especially because you use your own personal narrative so much? Huh, that's a really interesting question. I honestly don't think I have felt pressure to be a particular way. What for me felt ironic was when my book came out, The Sex Lives of African Women, mm-hmm. I was like not having sex at all, right? Wh- and for what me, it is was that? Because that know, happened right? to me with Quirky as well. Yes! Quirky dropped Dololo sex. <laughs> and now you're being asked all these questions. You're like, ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so for me, I thought that was ironic, right? But then I started to speak about it because I also think sex is about, one, the choice not to have sex or sometimes the fact that you're just not having sex because, right? Because of so many things. In my case, it was motherhood, trying to figure that out still having a lot of anxiety about COVID-19, not being in a relationship and being a single woman and a single mom, not going out because there's a pandemic and I'm a single mom and a new mom. And I just hadn't figured out how to like reintroduce sex into my life, Mm -hmm. you know? And yeah, I think the way I deal with things and also sometimes the way I think about it is not just to write about it, but to talk about it, right? Mm -hmm. Because I think the process of speaking and talking, especially about those things we're told not to talk about, it's also part of how you analyze and figure things out, mm-hmm. you know? And I don't want people to think sex positivity is about pole dancing or taking nudes. That can be part of sex positivity, but mm-hmm. I don't think that's the whole story, right? Like there is, there is so much more because I know for me, I went through a phase where like, yes, I was like, but also I was kind of going through a, like, I can do battle by myself type breakup thing. 
right? Like we're gonna have we're gonna have to have a conversation about this thing of messing around with people you work with. You remember Nana? That is a conversation for another day because I know, it, can't, right? it can't be me again. It cannot be me being dribbled like that again. But 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 like you, I mean, you are likely to have relationships with the people you work with because those are the people that you see all of the time. So don't be hard on yourself. I know, I know, Nana. But like, I need to get out of that thing. So like, I know for me, um, so there was a lot of like, you know, nude posting on the internet. Well, not nudes, but like clothing less posting and stuff like that and then we very recently like my body changed a lot and I stopped posting as much right or even basically at all I don't think I've put my body online this year basically right and the questions of like hey but where are the pole dancing videos where's the this where's the that and like the feeling of pressure sometimes especially when you look at some of the other people within our space right and like they out here and they kinky as hell and people have a lot of lingerie I I don't know how everyone is affording all of this lingerie in this economy guys and like it just it goes back to that thing that we were also talking about right which I want to bring up to you and ask you what your thoughts are on the way in which sex positivity is actually in some cases especially apparently the Gen Z's right the youths are talking about how sex positivity has put a new type of pressure, especially on women, right? And this pressure to be, you know, to have a WAP and, you know, to be sitting there and be like, you know, I'm sexy, I'm vibey. And if you choke me in the middle of sex, then it's fine. Which weirdly enough, I realized happened to me with like one of my hookups. They did no consent. They were just like, oh, you're kinky. And then they just started choking me. And then later on, they're like, why why couldn't you why were you like choking and like whatevering that they're like you couldn't breathe and I'm like you didn't even give me a heads up so like what are your thoughts on this idea that there's just sex positivity has actually gone and put a new type of pressure on women from out of the frying pan and into the fire essentially ha huh, that's a tough one because I can also see how that will happen right because obviously we've lived in a world for so long that says women can only have sex within particular constraints or to be a good woman, you have to be this kind of respectable woman. And part of how a lot of sex positive people have been trying to change that narrative, right, is putting out images of them looking hot and sexy in the nude or pole dancing or whatever they want to do to to just basically make that acceptable, right? And I don't want anybody to feel like, oh, now this is what we all have to do. I think what's really important is people taking some time to reflect on their own sexual journey Mm -hmm. and their own journey of discovery and pleasure and to figure out what works for them and to figure out how to be true to themselves and true to their own values, right? Mm -hmm. The fact that somebody pole dances doesn't mean, and they are sex positive, doesn't mean that I should feel the pressure to pole dance. And I know it's hard, right? Because we live in a world where we are influenced by the things we see. And maybe I also want all of us to spend more time, myself included, emphasizing to people that what's important is to do you and to take the time to figure out who you are and also to know that who you are today doesn't have to be who you are tomorrow, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And I feel like the only way we can do that is just to constantly affirm that to people. At the same time, yes, people are influenced by who they see. So if you feel like you're being influenced in one way and that's not the way you want to be influenced, find other ways for people to influence you. So for example, mm-hmm. I choose purposely to follow a lot of plus size like fashionistas mm-hmm. 
-hmm. on my Instagram because they make me feel better about my body, right? They make me see how I can rock things that I've been told that women with big stomachs can't rock, but I can rock that in a way that I still feel comfortable with myself, you Mm -hmm. know? So people can't see me, but I'm wearing this sheer number. I'm lifting up my camera so you can see how hot and sexy I am. That is cute. You need to send me a photo of that and we will put it on basically live. Like you need, you just need to take a picture today. (laughs) You don't have to take a picture. How are you dressed like that? And you're not going to take a picture today. Where are you? By the way, where are you going? Hey, look at you. Fabulous just because. Just because. Just because. (laughs) You know this is why I love you. Like I'm here in like, you know, those boo-boo-moo-moo things. Like that's (laughs) like the minute... I finish my day and that's what I put on. But like you here serving fabulosity. So, okay, wait. So like back to what you were saying that you follow people who like, like influence. Make me feel good about myself. Yes. Yes. You know, people who are big and wear crop tops because that makes me feel like, yes, I can wear crop tops too. Like until I was 33, I had never worn a bikini. I've been self-conscious about my belly since I was in secondary school when I must have been about 15 or so. And when I look back at pictures of myself, I think I was one of those skinny kids who always had a big belly. I've always had a big belly. My mom has a big belly. It's probably like a genetic problem. It's it's, it's a genetic thing. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but following... Oops, there's a motorbike going by loudly. I hope you you couldn't hear that. But following like, you know, plus size models, like fashionistas, plus size fashionistas. That's just made me feel better about my body. It's made me feel confident to wear the kind of clothing that I would like to wear and to wear it in such a way that, yes, my big belly is there, but it's okay. It's fine, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and to feel like, yeah, I can I can dress my body in ways that I enjoy and I feel like flatters and suits my figure. No, I love that. And like the idea of like the way the social media space can be really, really full of pressure, but then it can also be like a place that's really affirming where you can come and you can find yourself. Because I think that's one of the most powerful things for me about adventures, right? And I remember like you guys had like the lesbian category before it was cute to have a lesbian category, you know? Where you could go and you could find like these sexy stories from queer women and like it was super affirming and you could find like, you know, stories about, you know, religious women and, you know, different types of women. And then even then to go on to your book. Right. So like, was that like and I do want to speak about your book as well, because like just even for a little while, because the affirming array of stories. Right. And the importance of that. Like, was that something that was important for you? Or did you just, did you just stumble onto that? Because, you know, that, that <laughs> happens onto me. But you look and you're like, damn, I got all sorts of fun stories here. Like, look at me <laughs> representing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, first of all, I think it's a mix of both, right? Mm-hmm. So, for instance, I knew that I wanted to show the full spectrum of, of womanhood. Mm-hmm. And I knew, for example, I didn't want my book to only center cis women. I wanted my book to center trans women as well. And so I was very deliberate in seeking out trans women to interview. And at the same time, I also did open call outs that people just responded to. And actually what I find is when you speak to people, their sexuality may not be what you assumed their sexuality was, right? Um, fam, yes. Such facts. You know, and I think when people feel safe and when they trust you they open up to you about their whole range of experiences and yes how they identify may not be how the outside world you know how the outside world may assume 
<laughs> that they identify. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like if you do like a generally open process, you're going to get more diversity than, you know, than is portrayed as the norm. And then also, yes, there's a certain amount of intentionality in seeking out, for example, older women, because I was really, really interested in the stories of older women when it comes to sex. And I really, really wanted to ensure that I had trans women in my book, you know, so also reaching out to some trans women and saying, hey, you know, would you mind sharing your story with me? Um, Reaching out to a woman who is disabled and saying, you know, I really want to know how, you know, your experience affects how you date would you mind speaking to me and generally people I approach said yes so yeah you know and I love that and I love that and because because the whole thing with sex positivity and why I think there's a lot of failure like why a lot of people have presumed that it's failed is because number one it's not coming it's coming in the form of sound bites which is why like works like yours are so important because it takes the nuance and it takes the deep diving from like adventures the platform to like you know the way you like speak and engage and like spread knowledge to now your book like the way I said we were gonna get on to why you are bad bad and your ass is tired because you stay doing the most right and now you've got this new podcast hello yes 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 can we talk about the fact that you've now got this new podcast that Yes, is again adding to the nuance. Wait, what is the podcast called? Just like we're just gonna do a middle of another podcast pluggable. What is the podcast? Thank called? you. Thank and you wh- so much. can you just tell us a little bit about it, please? In yes. the middle, just tell us. <laughs> <laughs> so the podcast is called Adventures from the Bedrooms of African Women. So the same name as the blog for people who already know it. It's available wherever you get your podcast. Whoop! And <laughs> I have to say, I've had so much fun doing the podcast. I've been wanting to do a podcast for years. We've actually been working on this podcast for years. Literally, April 2020, we were meant to go to Kenya to record. And then the pandemic happened. You know, so we've been doing this virtually, like lots of people had some face to face meetings more recently to put in final touches. Um, we have all sorts of fun episodes talking about older women. We had an episode where we we're speaking to like, you know, aunties about sex and how the experiences of sex is changing as they're growing older. So for that episode, we only spoke to women over the age of 50. Ooh, nice. Um, yes. We've had episodes where we've spoken to, you know, cis men, a trans man and a gender non-conforming person about their relationship with their penises. Because on the blog, people were always asking, you know, the science matter. And we really wanted to take that question to people who actually had dicks and said, you know, like, yeah, tell us the size matter. <laughs> and the conversation was so much more interesting than we could have even expected. And then years ago, I wrote a post about how can you know when a woman orgasms? Because people were, well, mainly men were asking me that on the blog. And I wrote a post about it. It is one of our most commented on posts. So we decided, okay, we'll explore this in the episode as well. So we've got people like her speaking about how they are, like they announce when they're coming. And one woman who, you know, one time came like, I don't know, over 40 times, over 50 times. And what? Hey, I, at, at some point, your back must be hurting. <laughs> by, the, by the 25th time, I'd be like, hey, boss, back it up. This is now becoming a medical emergency. Please. Yeah. So, yeah, it has been so much fun. And for me, it's really just taking the work to another level, right? And I just want to, like, contribute to expanding 
the spaces where we have these kind of conversations about sex. So whether it's the blog, whether it's the podcast, whether it's my book, you know, whether it's, you know, other forms of work that other people are then inspired to create because of the book, like the stage version of Sex Lives That Cats put on in um, Nairobi. Mm-hmm. And we have other like derivative that will come out you know in the next couple of years based on the book as well so I'm super excited about all of that kind of work and yes that's why I'm constantly tired (laughs) yes because you're a badass and I think like you've just touched on the fact that like that that core part of like sex positive work which is expanding and having knowledge Mm. and you know having more than just a cute Instagram photo and a hit song by cardi b because god bless cardi wap is a great thing and we all started talking about having a wap but like there is so much more to it and i just want to say thank you for all that you contribute for like you know i i just have to say it for getting me in the game like people think i'm joking when i'm like i don't think hollow would exist if like if i had not met you that day i would have just been i don't even know chom like when i came up to you that day at like the ctic and i was like oh my god if you can die. Like, and then next thing you know, and then you remember when you got my ass out of depression, when you're like, you need a right. So funny. You always credit <clears throat> me for that. And I don't even, all I remember was us drinking rosé. Like, that's Yeah, it. we we <laughs> sat at that bar and you're like, get your head up out your ass. And I'm like, I, I, I guess, I guess I could stop feeling bad about my life and start writing what? for adventures. <laughs> I'm glad I worked for you because I think some of my friends who suffer from depression don't like talking to me when they're feeling down, which actually makes me feel really sad. And I think I get that from my mom, who I'm very like pragmatic. And I think for some people, the pragmatism works, but it doesn't work for everybody. So I am so glad it worked I, for no, you. Maybe I needed, you were I needed at the that. stage where you just needed that, right? Yeah, just that <laughs> that 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 little sh- because I was because Sipu at that time was doing the whole hey are you okay thing? So I think I just needed somebody who's like, hey, hey you know what? <laughs> this will help. This will help because what is like got you by the chokehold is this. But yeah, look, Nana, I love having conversations with you. And when I come to Ghana, we're going to do like one of those spill the tea and we can we can debrief about me like and my slutty pumpkin face. And by that time, goodness knows, goodness knows what you will have been doing between now and when I come. But yeah, final question. Where can people find you on the internet streets when they are looking for you? Where can they find you? So people can find me on Twitter. I'm Nas009, Nas like the rapper. <laughs> <laughs> and on Instagram, I'm D for Darkwa. So D F O R. D-A-R-K-O-A. My personal website should be back up soon. We're doing some work on it, but it's darkmartherwriter.com. And obviously we mentioned adventures earlier and that's adventuresfrom.com and social media, it's adventuresfrom. And I shall put all of this in the show notes because you know I love to put the things. And I got to have my big sister on here. Like you're here and it's vibes and it's vibes and congratulations on everything, the book, the podcast, all of it, motherhood, all of it. Oh, your baby's so cute. I'm here for all she of the- is so cute. I, I am here I for am really lucky. all of the updates. <laughs> like, I love that. Like me, I love the broadcasts. But yeah, thank you so much, my love. Thank you so much, sweetie. This has been a lot of fun. Always. <laughs>
Okay, so sex positivity is a tricky one and it comes at a time when there is so much information but also at a time when there is so little nuance. There is so little unpacking. People just want sound bites. Look, I love a good sound bite much as the next gal, but we do really need to keep reminding ourselves what sex positivity is because we can fall into a lot of traps around the pressure, around the sexiness, around the ways of engaging. And so it's just really, really important to keep coming back to the general basics, right? The general basics. So let's start from the basics. Here are some things to help you shape your sex positivity. Number one, know that having sex is healthy, but also so is not having sex. The key to sex positivity is knowing that there is the choice, right? It's about the choice and it's about making informed and empowered decisions. So much as you can have the decision to have sex, you can also have the decision to not have sex, right? Be it for a night, a period of time, a moment, whatever it is. Number two, sex positivity is inclusive. It is about figuring out what it is you want. And there is a range of things you could want. It's not just about like, oh, these are the three hottest things to be doing right now. It's about the range of things that you can possibly engage with, the diverse number of ways you can find pleasure, the diverse number of identities you can have as a sexual being, and being cognizant and inclusive of all of that. Number three, Let's stop glamorizing the sex part of sex positivity. It's not just about swinging from the chandeliers. There is so much more to being sex positive than literally having a lot of sex. It's not just about having a lot of sex. It's about having the sex that you want to have, when you want to have it, with who you want to have it, and how you want to have it. It's not about the, quali- the quantity. It's about the quality. Let's always remember that. Number four, it's about widening your lens. Sex, a big part of sex positivity is about going out there and like, again, the way I keep saying, figuring it out, seeing what's out there and being open to what's out there in whatever way, shape or form, be it like reading about it or whatever and finding what part of this vast nation that we call sex life you want to be a part of, right? What neighborhood do you want to live in? Do you want to move neighborhoods? Do you want to live in multiple neighborhoods? Do you want to Airbnb in a certain neighborhood? Whatever it is, it's about widening your lens and looking at the entire spectrum, right? Number five, good sex. what good sex means varies, right? This links to the point above. Good sex is not going to mean the same thing to everybody, right? So that's why it's a case of like this idea that sex positivity is all just sound bites and this and that is not helpful. It's about truly unpacking what good sex means to you, right? And the next thing is, is knowing yourself, right? It's not just about having the sex, but also why are you having the sex? How is it that sex is impacting your emotional and physical and like, you know, psychological health? Like, are you having sex because you're in a bad space? Are you giving in to the pressures of a certain partner because there's a terrible power dynamic? Is there something in your past that keeps recreating and cropping up during your sex? Sex isn't divorced from your everyday life. It's not divorced from your 
own personal baggage it's not divorced from your like it's not even divorced from your childhood like i'm gonna give the example i went through a phrase a phase a phrase a phase where i was hooking up with queer women of color who were representing my white heterosexual stepdad i was having stepdaddy issues in my personal sex life so that's why it is so important to unpack what the sex that you're having means for you and how it is affecting you and how your stuff is cropping up in your sex life right number eight after knowing yourself knowing and listening to other people and the only way you can know other people is to listen listen have conversations with people that you're having sex with around the sex that you're having and engage them with that. Also, sometimes just engage randoms because you learn a lot about sex by engaging randoms about sex. Number nine, which should have probably been the first one, but I am so sorry. I have put it as number nine. Consent is necessary in all of its forms, right? In lots of forms. From the beginning of sex to the end of sex to the conversations around sex to the initiation of sex, enthusiastic consent is at the key. And so if you are being coerced in something, if you are doing sexual acts that you are not comfortable with, if you are even feeling a little bit of an ick, that is not sex positivity. There's no space for icks. There's no space for like trying to unpack and be like, okay, I didn't like this, but you know what? It's fine on Mondays. Sex positivity is about like really coming at this sex thing from a super empowered place, a place of knowing yourself, knowing your boundaries, knowing what it is you want and not want and don't want, and then coming at it from that, right? So in consent is key and a core part of every facet of sex positivity, right? And the last one is intimacy is complex, it really is complicated. And that's why there's a lot of ways in which people feel sex positivity has failed because the complexities around sex positivity, the complexities around sex and intimacy and engaging with different bodies is, is a lot. It's a lot. And it cannot be whittled down to like some cute one-liners in a song or some very lovely nudes thrown up on Instagram or the fact that, you know, all of us sex positive people were pole dancing, you know, like <laughs> lawless, but can we talk about that though? Um, intimacy is complex. Engaging with other people is complex. Humanity is the wildest group project ever. So actually engaging with the fact that, you know, there will be ups and downs. There will be times that you're not, you know, as into sex, you're not as into something. There's times when you are a really sexual being. There's times when your past crops up. There's times when, you know, that engagement you had with your ex crops up. Like there's, there's a lot to consider. There is so much to consider when you are thinking about your sex and your intimacy and your pleasure. Yeah, like sex positivity is not easy. You think that it's easy. It's the same way everyone thinks that sex just comes naturally. It doesn't. Like everything else, you gotta learn to work. I think the last thing that came naturally to humans automatically was breathing. You know, when you come out and they smack your butt and you're like, bah! apparently that's you learning how to breathe. After that, we've had to learn how to walk. We've had to learn how to talk. We've had to learn how to hug. We've had to learn how to eat. We've had to learn everything. And one of the things we've never truly 
learned about one can say is that is how to have sex so now we're having to figure it out so all i'm saying is at the end of this episode go and figure it out you know what just google go live your best lives and make sure whilst you're living your best life one of the greatest ways to do this is to check out all of the great content that is on basically life under slash pod and also at insta under slash holla also i was told apparently it's not under slash it's underscore <laughs> who would have thunk it but yes go and vibe out on the instagram pages also the twitter you'll find all of these things interlinked on the on the like internet streets also email me at basically life podcast at gmail.com i love a good email right just i love a good email and then also like and review and leave a nice review of the podcast if you're like at this point in the podcast as i say most weeks if you're at this point in the podcast leave a five-star review how do you commit this long and then not leave a five-star review leave it on all your favorite platforms listen to the podcast again and again we love the streams we love like all of that it helps the algorithm and also what you gotta remember in the end is that this is basically life and i am your host tiff mugo telling you to calm your tits life is not always that serious